podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast on a night made treacherous by the beast from the East's arrival in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm your host, Trev Downey, all stocked up on bread and booze like a true survivalist. And you, treasured listener, are you, which means we need only introduce the two fellows who make up our regular triumvirate of skilled woodsmen, Carl Ray Mears Kopak and Cam Bear Grills Branch. Good evening to you both, gents. Good evening. It's nice to have the team back, uh, Cam. Nice to nice nice for you to show up this week. God bless you. Oh yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it was nice to uh, escape for a week as well. So uh, oh, oh, it's like that, is it? That's the tone you want to set from line. Well, one. you you know me. I'm I'm one to uh, be a bitch about yeah. anything and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. Uh, listen, lads, I was wondering in, in that whole survivalist tradition, because, you know, I, 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 uh, I had to travel to and from work today for no apparent reason, because my work was called off and, uh, I was, it was, it was a ridiculous journey, but a lot of people from much closer, um, just didn't bother arse going in, but it made me think what would happen if I did have to abandon ship here and, uh, how would I cope? And uh, what rec, what kind of a survivalist, uh, Carl, do you reckon you would be if you were stuck alone? Maybe like, uh, uh, you know, Alec Ball. Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins style uh, facing a bear in the forest or something. How do you think you'd fare? Well, I, I, well obviously, um, I've got the martial arts training. How's that helping you in a forest? Because I'd, I'd, I'd basically sit down and write a really long article about it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that, that's the limitation of my skills when confronted by certain things. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think I'd be a huge amount better. I do remember the scouts. I was voted Woods Man of the Year, which I still remember with great pride because I found, uh, you know, wood for a fire when in, it was in Dublin. Well, in in rural Ireland, my friend, we were. Camping. Oh, okay. We were camping. It, it was proper. It was proper stuff. Uh, Cam, what about you? Like, I mean, I, I, judging by your general dandy appearance, I'm assuming you're not much cop when it comes to survivalism. Or am I completely I would, I would love to see this. I would <laughs> love to see this. How, do, how does this How does this pan out, Cam? Uh, exactly as you thought. I would be absolutely useless in a wood. Uh, a be- if a bear came in front of me, um, it would be a good race. The bear would win and I would die. <laughs> Cam Branch in the deer hunter. I, I want to see that more than anything else. Uh, yeah. Have 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 you both experienced the intense overreaction amongst people around you that uh, that I have? I mean, yesterday the Irish newspapers and 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 all the images coming into us over the social media were about all the. Um, supermarkets being emptied of bread and uh, the fear levels are <laughs> intensely high in advance of a bit of snow which is all it really is so far now i can't really talk to anything else except where i am but i'm banging the sticks here and it's just a bit of snow and it's making the roads quite difficult to pass but i mean the overreaction has been quite splendid what about what about yourself cam have you noticed anything since you've uh, have been paying attention over the last couple of days um in the last two days i've driven about 800 miles uh, the roads have been absolutely fine to drive on. So I'm assuming all the deliveries are being made to the supermarkets. So I can not testify to any panic anywhere. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Well, but, well, but who you are, Carl, is that any different? I'm panic buying spam, just to Excellent. be on the safe side. Uh, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I love yeah. spam. I'm not in years. Bearing in mind I'm vegetarian, so I've not really thought that through. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I mean, it's, it's, to be honest, the roads are quite bad here. I did actually see a crash yesterday, and which was horrible. Uh, I saw, uh, um, uh, um, someone on a motorbike literally just slide into a car, and he really, mm. he really hit it, and that sort of, and I've, I've got an important meeting on Friday, and I'm, I'm debating whether to go or not now. Seeing that, cause it, it is really quite treacherous around here at the moment. It's, it's not, it's never the snow for me, it's always the ice, always. Because your, your feet's going to get cold, that's going to happen in snow, but it's, it's when it, it refreezes again, I think you've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, uh, the, the, that's exactly what's happening out here at the moment. I, I went out to the car to get uh, to get a couple of uh, energy bars. I'd, I'd, I always keep in the car door and uh, basically went over my arse a bit twice tr- just trying yeah. to get from the house to the car. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a worry. So hopefully, people are looking after themselves. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of speaking of looking after yourselves and and, and trying to trying to to, to 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 keep in the best shape possible, I saw. Uh, our friend, the fitness egg, was speaking um, from obscurity um, because I think he was in danger of fading away and not being a source of uh, not notoriety. And uh, apparently, he's uh, now in praise of Jurgen Klopp having been his biggest critic, talking about how it's taken two years, but Klopp is finally learning from his mistakes. Um, we have talked quite a bit, haven't we, uh, on this show about. Um, you know, the whole rotation policy and the, 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 the intensity of the training and how it was tough for the players initially when Klopp arrived. Um, but our friend, the egg reckons that it's taken him two years, but Liverpool manager Klopp has finally found his way to deal with the external factors in the English Premier League. Uh, do you think there's a certain element of guff around that cam or do you think that maybe he, the man has a point? He may have a point. I mean, um, we have, uh, we're the most rotated team this season, I believe. Um, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I usually am. Um, but it's, he's just a, a twat ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know, see, I didn't see it going this way. Yeah. Can, do continue. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in that bitchy mood at the moment. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, it, ultimately he, he's, I, I don't really care what he thinks, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Um, because I, I know Klopp doesn't care what he thinks and Klopp should, will not pay any, give him any credit, credit, uh, credit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for there? Um, credence at all. Yeah. Yeah. Credence. Yeah. I thought it was that. Um, and, um, you know, ultimately what we want is, uh, is, is three points on the pitch, uh, or a win, depending on what the competition is. So um, if if, uh, if 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 Raven the Egg wants to take credit for what Klopp is doing, then let him take the credit. What, yeah, you know, I, I I think there's something you may have missed out here because of Jurgen um, Klopp's um, uh, whole ethos about fitness and pressing and and what have you. Maybe it's because the team are fitter because he puts double sessions in, so they're fitter now than they were when he first came. Call, call me mm. old fashioned. But I think that's how muscles work. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like to point out the obvious. Just, just in, <laughs> yeah, in, in, yeah. in, in the spirit of fair play and trying to give the egg a chance to maybe not look like uh, exactly what campaigned him as immediately. Uh, I wondered was there anything to it because in 
early on there was a little bit of eye raising at some of the soft tissue injuries that were cropping up on a regular basis. But I mean, look, uh, it, it, I suppose the condescension of the little um, uh, re-emergence from obscurity where he says that it's encouraging to see managers like are not too old to learn their mistakes. Uh, it's quite spectacular, bless him. And oh, I, yeah, I would be inclined to go along with, 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 with your uh, slant on it, Carl, because I think we are as a people, as a society, way too quick to judge on all areas, in all fronts at the moment, but especially when it comes to football and football managers and then embedding a philosophy and a way of working. And lads are getting six months, eight months, and things are being judged. We can see very self-evidently, I would have thought, that there is improvement on so many fronts, as we've we've addressed that on this show in the past, uh, very recently actually on a show in the past, and that's just one of them. And, you know, I, I don't like the idea that there were, there were, you know, kind of equally annoying people gloating about, um, Klopp's rotation policy and how it's keeping everyone fit. And we're, we've a really healthy squad now. I don't want to see that with 10 games left and nothing achieved. That's the other side of the idiocy. But at the moment, there is evident progress, isn't there, Carl? Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're, we're second in the league, despite what happened. I'm, in, in my head, the United game didn't happen, um, yeah. and, we're, and we're in the last eight in the biggest competition in Europe. I mean, what more do you want other than, well, obviously I know what I want, but that's not going to happen because of uh, Man City's season. So we're, we're improving all the time, you know, it's, and, and, and we're nice to watch. This isn't a pragmatic Liverpool team. We're just really good to watch. And, and I'm at the stage now for the first time in a while where I feel slightly annoyed when you wake up. You know, my waking thought most days is... Um, a Liverpool playing today, and the the only bad thing about when the when the final was to go is Liverpool get the three points is you have to wait another four days for another Liverpool game. Yeah, and how I, good how I, good how good is that, man? How good is that? Yeah. That basically means that your football is a source of joy to you, which Jesus should not be a basic requirement of it. You know, instead yeah. of instead of what it seems to be to most people, which is a torment. You know, it's it's a genuine source of joy and pleasure, and that's just wonderful. Yeah, it, it's it's a laugh. It, it's Roberto Firmino trying to lift up Salah and. Um, and Mane at the same time after a goal celebration, it's smiling to their mates in the ground. It's 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 fun. That's that's what we're all here for. I mean, well, well, to be honest, I'm here for the torment as well. But that speaks more about my psyche than it does anybody anything else. But it's this, this bit's a laugh. I like this bit. Let's enjoy this bit. And it maddens me when I see things on Twitter like after we beat West Ham, where people are saying, ah, maybe Michael Edwards isn't uh, so bad after all, and all you FSG outers are all blah blah. blah. Lads, come on. Have a day off. We've just won something. Yeah. Not, ev- not everything's about your fucking agenda. For God's sake, can we just enjoy the win? There, there aren't, there aren't many people, Cam, and this is a good point that Carl raises. There aren't many people who are in that non-agenda zone that I think we would all hope to be. I mean, we all have our personal likes and dislikes when it comes to maybe individual players and things like that. That yeah. doesn't qualify as an agenda. That's a freaking opinion. But there are very few of us who are lurking around in that happy spot where if the Reds are doing well, we can enjoy it, whether it goes against something we had taught or not. And again, even fewer people who can say oh I was wrong and it doesn't matter because we won and I was wrong that's a good thing yeah I mean Twitter is not a great way it's a great it's a great source of um, of everything and it's a bad source of everything isn't it you, you've got so much diversity on there and uh, I, I'm not sure um, what to say on this because uh, 
there's no right and there's no wrong answer. But but, but even outside even outside of Twitter, I mean, I know in the past we've been. Yeah. I think one of our early pods we got a bit of uh, a bit of shade from one or two people about talking about social media so heavily. Even though to be fair, it was perfectly valid because nearly everybody engages with it. So it, it was a little bit of an off. Uh, a bit of a bit of an askew criticism, I thought of that particular show, but yeah. I do get the point, and it's it's outside criticism. It's, when I go to work, it's it's the people I talk to at work, you know. When I when I go to the shop, it's the people I talk to in the shop in the gym. It's you know yeah. these people people have all these agendas, and they seem to almost live for that, for being right about things rather than for enjoying enjoying uh, the game. Yeah, what goes yeah, well. and, and ultimately that's what it should be about. I mean. I've, I've just recently spent quite a bit of time with a, a lot of family members and unfortunately I come from uh, a family of, uh, I want to say scum supporters. Yeah, I'll say scum supporters. That's what they are. You know, I come from a family of scum supporters, uh, you know, that team that uh, we are above in the table because uh, no, Kyle refuses. Oh, yeah, because Carl yeah. refuses to recognise the results at the weekend. Oh, oh yeah, sorry, I, I, yeah. I, I forgot Carl had reinvented reality a few minutes ago. That's right. That's, 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 bind, that's binding now. That's binding. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That, that's set in stone. So, yeah. um, and um, and they, they actually, everyone to a man has turned around and said to me that I've spoken to, not not all of the scum family of mine, but um, they've said to me, we'd rather watch Liverpool play. Yeah. I, 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 what I, does I, that I, tell I, you? I've what seen does that, that actually lot. tell you? I've seen that a lot, Cam. I've yeah. seen that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I watched a game on Sunday that didn't happen, uh, where this team won a game that they didn't win. And one all draw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, both teams lost. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and it was boring. Well, let's, let's be honest. The game in many ways didn't happen. And you're, you're actually correct in your appraisal. The game really didn't happen. There was no, like, I mean, cons, cons, compared to what we're used to looking at, like, I, I watch Champions League and I watch the Reds and that's it. And occasionally then I, I'm watching other teams. So you get this occasionally see someone like Spurs. Arsenal are always entertaining even Sonny because they're, uh, as, as flaky at the back as, as, as they are, uh, as they are sometimes occasionally excellent going forward. There are good teams, there are entertaining teams, and then there are other teams you expect a certain type of football from. But when you see Manchester Manchester United churning out that, that stuff, and you see the disgruntled head of that sort of uh, poisoned individual on the sideline, it's you know it can't be much fun, I would imagine, being a Man supporter just now. And that's not coming from a place of smugness, because Christ knows they've got years of of uh, success on us in re- in recent times. It, it, I'm just that's a neutral observation. It doesn't look like much fun. It's not much fun to watch, but the bizarre thing is they've scored 53 goals this season, which is the same as Tottenham, more than Chelsea, more than Arsenal. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a weird one, but their, their brand of football is the issue. And I've, and that's what the Man United fans are coming back to me and saying. And they're saying, we'd rather watch Liverpool because we know we're going to get entertained. And if you're yeah. going to get entertained, oh, that's surely what football has always been about for me. You want to enjoy the game you're watching. So all these people with an, ag- an agenda, going back to what you said originally, why have that? Yes, have your have your opinion about certain aspects of way things are. That's great. You, you need that. But to just continually bang on about that when your team has just beat a, won a game four one, they've entertained you. They should have got seven, eight, nine goals in that game quite comfortably. We've and hit David Moyes. Let's not forget David Moyes. Was he there? Well, he was in the ground. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. So, um, but yeah, 
you know, David Moyes, uh, 15 games at Anfield and no wins. Yeah. Football yeah. genius. Football it's, genius. Speaking of which, and, 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 and it's a nice, a nice, uh, Almost, uh, almost effortless segue by yourself. God bless you, sir. Into the most recent Reds outing, which uh, was against uh, West Ham and did feature uh, an interesting Liverpool eleven. Where yet again we see our manager was doing a bit of a shake up with his central offensive partnership, and um, we had what for me are the most exciting pair of fullbacks that we can put out. And I know uh, that goes against the grain with our producer. He'll be. Um, hovering over the delete button as we speak, but you know, I, I'm I'm just allowed with Robertson at the moment, and again, a very interesting and perhaps there's an argument for it being one of our possibly our best midfield when we've got James Miller playing as well as he has in recent games. Last two certainly, I think for me, he's been a man the match, and a certain Danish lad I was talking to was agreeing with me on that last night. It, 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 it's, it's but that, that's it. That's the decline. It's, ex- yeah. it's it's exciting times, Carl. Genuinely exciting times um, to be watching this lot, as you've alluded to earlier. And I mean, let, let's just talk about a few aspects of that game. What do you think of that trio in the middle, and um, how would you feel about them featuring quite heavily going forward? Or do you think they will? Do you think it's a matter of Ginny Wijnaldum is back in when he's not sick, or what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Wijnaldum is ill, and um, you know there's nothing you can do about that at all. But the, the problem with Milner is, of course, age and legs. So I don't think he's going to be a regular starter. But I think in some ways it worked well just because he, he just looked at West Ham and thought, yeah, I'll have you on toast, lads, all day. Mark Noble, do what you want, mate, because I'm just going to batter this all day. And, and we, we were just so fat. His, his forward play, I thought, was astonishing. So much so that I forgot that James Milner could do that because he, be, he can be ponderous and... Um, because he's what, 31, 32, something like that now. And, you know, he's, he's not going to have the legs of a Ronaldo, he, he says with a certain irony. Uh, um, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen that way. But as, as for the fullbacks, I mean, the future, isn't it? That's, that's just the future for me. I don't know where Joe Gomez is going to fit in. Um, or, or Klein or anything like that. But at the moment, I don't care. You know, you don't care when things like that happen. But, um, I thought Trent was outstanding on Saturday. And as, as for Robertson, Blimey, we've, it's the best fullback performance I've seen since Pavarelio. Wow, that's wow. quite that's quite wow. a shout. That's quite well, a shout right well, there. We, 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 haven't, we haven't had any fullbacks since. So, you know, well, Jose Enrique, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Andrea he's, he's uh, People are talk, talking about Steve Nichol, but let's not go, man. Steve Nichol was a genius. You, Andy Robinson's yeah. not quite a genius. You're, you're really, really starting to wind Guy up now, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, well, I, mean, I, mean, I can do, see do, the light like, like flashing on the screen, Guy, but I'm not, I'm not going to pay any attention. It, it, it's, it's a bit to be hard. fair. To yeah. be fair, Guy has said uh, he did say um, Andy Robson is the best like best left back in the league at the moment. So, well, I'll you tell know, you what. Kudos, let, let, sir. Let's let's be honest about a couple of things here. We, we, um, we kind of just I I did lead you down the path a bit talking about James Miller. I'd like to get your take on James Miller as well, Cam here, because um, you know he is a fellow who regularly gets. Um, uh, you know, an awful lot of shade in his direction, and it's quite often well earned. Let's be honest; it's quite often well earned. And Carl alluded to the fact there that in central midfield, especially in more recent outings, or not necessarily the last couple of games, but before that, and even the end of last season when he was in central midfield, 
there was a little bit of a worry about him there with the game passing him by and mm. Carl's talking about his age but I think he's a very good athlete I don't think there's oh, anything wrong with his athletic ability I yeah. do think perhaps uh, the the little bit of sharpness there just seemed to be gone out of his game but god you know on the last the evidence of the last two matches he's got it right back because he was involved in everything like creation um uh, positioning uh tackling interceptions everything you could want from a midfielder and uh, Milner yep. was doing it now I know it's two games but it's two bloody impressive games wasn't it yes it, they were you, you stole my words they're impressive um I'm not James Milner's biggest fan most people will know that I, I I don't I don't like him um or I didn't like him last season at left back and I think most people agree they didn't like him at left back because he wasn't giving anything to the team in an attacking sense whereas he was getting bypassed a lot as a left-back. But playing him in midfield on either side of the number six, he's really good against certain opposition. And I think that's what it's going to be. He yeah. will play against certain opposition where, where they haven't got such skillful players up against him who can go past him easy because... Players do go past him, but if you're playing against the likes of Mark Noble, uh, Coyote, Coyote, I can't say the guy's name. I was yeah. going to say Coyote then. He is now Coyote. He is now Coyote. I can't. Yeah, I would never call him anything else except that's, Coyote. That's that's fantastic. That's yeah. So yeah. against that type of opposition who, who aren't as skillful, who aren't as quick to go past, he'll he will perform. And he and as you've seen in the last two games. He performed brilliantly. But mm. put him up against Man City, put him up against Real Madrid, put him up against Barcelona, put him up against Bayern Munich, Juventus. Nah, I don't want to see that. Because then <laughs> I, uh, that, that would worry me. But that well, is Champions League. Yeah. That's, all those teams are mentioned to Champions League. So you're not really having them. You're not really having an improvement as such. You're basically saying if he's playing against cartoon characters like Wiley Coyote, then he's yeah. okay. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Brighton at home. You, you want him for Brighton at home because when he came on against City, we were four-one up, and basically he, he cost us. I'm not saying he cost us two goals, but yeah, he, he felt just, like you know <laughs> he, he had a hand in it without actually having a hand in it because yeah. it, the game the game was too fast for him. Yeah, that's that, that's the point the I was making. The yeah, that's the, the point I was making earlier yeah. on. He, he just yeah. it it looks it, it looked all a bit much for uh, what we start to think of then as an old duffer at the age of thirty two, but he's not, and he has a good engine, he has a good tank, and I'm just wondering, can we be optimistic and maybe hope that he's sort of rediscovering some sort of a game, or is that all a bit much to ask? Where you can at the moment anyway, you're saying no, let's not take a chance there, uh, let's let's throw Ginny back in. Does that mean uh, then? Does that mean that you would have uh, uh, Ox as part of your midfield three, or would would you know yeah. how does that work in in your mind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ox is a uh, Ox is almost Ox will be, be be the player that Milner is if if you're not in in what you're seeing in Milner in these games, but against better opposition as well, because he he's younger, he's fitter, he's probably stronger. Um, he's 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 definitely got quicker feet in the way you can move the ball. Um, he's Probably got just as good passing, if not better, because he he, he has played wide. Um, he's probably got a better shot on him. So I, I would say all round game with Ox would probably uh, be better than the Milner. Milner's a good squad player. Um, for me, that's all he is. He's not a week in week out starting eleven. 
I, I, I think you use him at 12.30 Saturday kickoff against Burnley at home when you've just been to Real Madrid on the Wednesday. Yeah. I think that I think that's when you use him. Yeah. Not the not the other way around. Not the other way around. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I genuinely wonder if 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 uh, Jurgen Klopp agrees with you there because I think I think in Klopp's eyes he's uh, he's quite the 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 uh, valuable elder statesman so I'm going to be curious to see what he does with that now for the remaining games but speaking well, of we'll find out if we get through to the next round yeah well let's let's just keep that one on the back burner for a minute and for Christ's sake never say that out loud again um, <laughs> but but um but but, <laughs> but uh yeah i, I want to go back to something you said uh, earlier on carl and bring you back in on it like speaking of a kind of a horses for courses or a fella who you'll play in certain on certain occasions that was the party line on on, on uh trent um but uh, if he keeps doing things like what he did uh, against West Ham, um, it's hard to make an argument for anyone else usurping him in that position. He is, uh, he has the lot, as 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 I said in the pod recently, he does have the lot. The one thing that he doesn't have, and again, Mister Mal, be very clear on this: he can't head a ball, says Jan. And like, no, you know, no, you know it's, it's it's good shout because it's how we. It, the few times he's been caught, he's been isolated with these kind of uh, diagonal one-on-one balls, and he almost always loses aerial battles. So that's an interesting aspect, and it might be a good piece of evidence for why he will be eventually evolving into a guy who plays further up the field because you do you do need to be a solid aerial contender at full back in the modern game. Yeah, you do. And um but it, it's there's gonna be a fall off, there's gonna be a drop off in, in Trent's career because he's nineteen and he's playing European Champions League football for Liverpool. And there's there's gonna be a time when it catches up with him a bit and he might go a bit backward because that's what happens to footballers at that that age. Um I think there's a similar problem with Gomez. I mean the the, the goals he conceded I'm thinking of West Ham away um, where, where Gomez has been caught napping and, and lost an aerial ball challenge. I think that's happened as well. Um, I, I think so much of this depends on, depends on Klein. I don't know what he wants to do about Klein. Because apparently he's training again and, you know, he's, he's going to be in doing something by the end of the season, but. Um, well, he's 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 played he's played a full match for the twenty three. Oh, okay. There a couple of days ago, there's a very real chance I think that he's going to be in the squad for Porto. I'd imagine if you think about it, if he's if he's played a full game, that would make he's, sense. He's rehabilitated. Sense. You know, just give him a few minutes. You now he might net, he might appear again for another couple of weeks after that. But if if he is going to be reintroduced, you'd imagine that's when it'll be, even if it is only for uh, a while. But uh, he seems to be very much on the comeback trail now. I mean. Assuming he does, uh, and he, he, Klein has always seemed to be quite the athlete. Assuming he does get back to fitness quite quickly now and, 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 and be match fit now that he's actually fit. Like, do you see him throwing a spanner in the works? Because to me, I think the two guys have sort of moved past him, I'll be honest. Well, the, the manager said, uh, this week it was really interesting. He was talking about, um, Trent's crosses, um, which were just brilliant on Saturday. But then gotcha. he said, but, but, but Nathaniel, that's not Nathaniel's game. Nathaniel doesn't like to push up. So I, I, I think, again, it's when you're playing Nathaniel Klein, you, you play at second leg of Barcelona at home when we're going to be battered and you're not expecting them to get out much with the ball. Whereas, yeah. you know, if, yeah. if you if you want basically an extra midfielder, that's going to be Trent because he just, he, he's, 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 he's a fullback in, in name only, really, because he plays midfield half the time when, when we're, like, second, that's second half against um, West Ham. I don't think he even, I don't think he even could have waved at carriers. He was that far up the pitch. So um, I think he's just going to have to play him on certain games. 
And I think that's the way he's going to handle the squad now until the end of the season before we win the inevitable sixth European Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I, I'm, I'm just gonna let that absolutely ride. I'm just got, I'm not even gonna comment on that because we are now taking. I am, that. I am in charge of reality this week. Well, this is, this is what I'm going by. This is, this is, this is the rationale I'm, I'm, uh, I'm extending to everything you say from now on. Um, so I'm yeah, gonna. You know, I, I'd I, like to see for Trent. What? I'd, I'd like to see him against Porto, play the number six. I Ooh. hear you're going mental now. I you am, know, and, and and up up until the Porto game, I want him to be watching every single video he can of Sergei Busquets, and I right. want him to, and I want him to be the next Sergei Busquets. <laughs> Will you please just for that just, game? Just just just, just for just, that game. Just for a minute, talk to me about why you think he might be even able to do that. Because I mean, this is a guy. Who is, despite an awful lot of uh, uh, under-impressed people who don't seem to watch the football much, uh, he's pretty much a, a colossus of the modern midfield era. How do you see Trent suddenly um, monstering into that kind of a player? Because I can, I see Trent. He's a he's a footballer. Okay, and, that's a good start. But, but as in, he's he's. <laughs> He's he's a good footballer. He's good with the ball at his feet. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet. You wouldn't pay. You wouldn't say Dejan Lovren is comfortable with the ball at his feet. Okay, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a ball player. Yeah, okay. He's a ball player, and to play that number six in that role, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm being far fetched and it's fantastical here, um, but Trent has qualities of being able to. He can pass. He can cross. He can tackle. He he can move the ball quickly enough. He can see a situation and get out of that situation well enough. And as guys just pointed out, he did play six for Linders in the end of 16s, but that was a long time ago. And Linders said he was his go-to guy. Okay, that's an interesting guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying, you know, I, I just think I've heard so many people say they want to see Trent at number six. And I'm thinking, right, okay, why do they want to see him at number six? There's got to be a reason. And but here, here, here's here, here. That's why I'm trying. That's I guess that's why I'm trying to sort of uh, elbow you into to 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 give me your your rationale on it. Because here's what I was thinking during the week. And again, on a previous part, I was just saying that we had this conversation as well. And the idea was, okay, there are several kids who start off, um, you know, striker or they're wingers, and they end up moving way back and they're they end up center halves or fullbacks. There is uh-huh. not much. There's not. Yeah, exactly. But so many more. But there's not much precedent for guys who start off as fullback and moving their way forward. Now, you can see that, you know, occasionally, like a guy like, like, uh, Stevie Gerrard will get his debut or one or two runs out, uh, because he's right footed as a right back. But eventually, um, and very, very, sorry, not eventually, very quickly, he starts playing where he's supposed to play. But Trent, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, and Klopp is not exactly a guy who's afraid of taking a chance. So you'd imagine he would have tried him in there, uh, in some game. Um, if that was the case, but it doesn't seem to be. Uh, I, um, am I being overly harsh there, or do you, what well, do you think? Well, um, Rafa Benitez once played Fabio Aurelio in centre midfield at Portsmouth, and he scored in and 2009. Rafa said that Fabio Aurelio was the best footballer. Yeah. With a ball at his feet, as yeah. in what, he was, what he I was, was trying to say earlier, better than Xabi Alonso. He was brilliant. He was absolutely astonishing. Because yeah. I, I, I went to that game, it was freezing, and I, uh, 
we were all just looking around saying, why is he playing two left-backs? Is he going to put him in field? I mean, no, we can't. We had someone on the left. I can't remember who it was now. I was just saying, well, it's obviously Benny Hume, possibly. You know, Benny Hume's going to play left wing. Of course he is. Where's Fabio playing? What's he doing in the centre circle? Jesus, he isn't, is he? And then he scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A yeah, range yeah. of things have happened. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's, uh, you know, it's, it's ever going to happen, but you know, there's, um, I think there's a, there's a footballer in him. Well, let's let, let's put let's put way. it put it this way, Cam. It would be it would solve. Um, a huge amount of issues for us because the guy who's currently in possession of that, that sort of, uh, that role, um, and, and sitting in that position is our, is our 23, who's our, you know, um, mm-hmm. our nominal six. And I want to see him playing every game until the end of the season. I don't give a shite what anyone says. I think we need him in that team for all that he got more, uh, grief again about being ponderous on the ball, whatever it might have been, uh, sort of culpable for coughing up possession, which led to their one goal, um, uh, West Ham's one goal, um, at the weekend but again he has been very effective recently and there's no there's not even a a scintilla of doubt about his performance level on any given day he will always do his best now whether that happens to occasionally embrace moments of what appears to be sort of laxness but it's not it's just him being you know this this guy who who can it's it's all very easy to him um I, i want him to be there for the rest of the season but we have to take it as read that from everything we hear, he won't be next season. No, um, we, we, we've got Naby Keita coming in. Um, mm. but we've also got an, an aging Milner. We've got, um, not a huge amount of other midfield options then. So it would be nice to see. I don't know if we can actually risk that though. Um, even if it was in Klopp's mind, I don't know if we can actually risk that with so much at stake between now and the end of the year because I don't want to, don't want to burst anyone's bubble. Um, but, Top four is still very much up for grabs because of the closeness of it. And, um, you know, we are still very much alive in this other trophy that it would make my life if we could win it. I'll be honest with you. It just make my life if we could win a sixth European cup. Um, so I don't see much, much elbow room for experimentation. Am I wrong? No, you're right. That's why I said the Porto game. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, ten, ten yeah. minutes of the Porto game. I'm still nervous as well. That's why I'm still nervous about that as well. Well, that's why I said if we get through to the next round as well. So yeah. um, I, 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 I want to see us go out in that match and, you know, get an early goal and, and, and just retain possession like demons, like we did against West Ham, which was one of the most gratifying aspects of the West Ham game. You know, just the way that we, you know, we didn't allow any, there, there were one or two moments of, 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 uh, uh, threat to become a sequential clown cars incidents at the back, which has been the pattern for years and years. And Klopp has really struggled to get over that, but we seem to be getting past it. We genuinely do. And that's not like, that's not, um, um, tempting fate now because it's, it has become a pattern. Is that fair to say, Carl? I think so. And, and also what's really strange about that is we did exactly the same thing in the away game where we were two, what, nil up at half time. They got a really early goal in the second half, and most other friends, nah, not having this three-one yeah, straight yeah. away. And, and then we kept the ball for ten minutes, which is what you're supposed to do. You can see the goal, you keep the ball for ten minutes, and you think you basically just dust off any um, notion they have of confidence of getting back into the game. So you've got your goal now. Just sit around there because we're just going to pass around you for ten minutes. Lots of belays, lots of no-look goals, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Cam, it's. Going back full circle to the point that we kind of start 
conversation. It is an absurdly exciting time to be a Red again. And, you know, those of us who like to get a little bit of joy from a football can really do that. And when Bobby Firmino is doing things like he's doing, um, I had a chat about, you know, showboating and the appropriateness of it last night. And, and I, to me, that's not, that, that's not really in the showboating class. It's just, uh, it's just a fella reveling and, and, and taking, taking joy and pleasure in the moment. And that trans, that's transmits into, into the crowd and to us at home. And, um, you know, you can see with Sadio Mane as well, imitating the, uh, the Kung Fu <laughs> celebrations. There's a level of joy that it's just, it's just brilliant to be, to be, to be part of this bigger group at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, th- they've got rid of the, the rotten apple from the barrel. Um, that lad, that lad, uh, that lad, the other, the, the other lad, the other lad, sorry. And, yeah. um, and what there is now, there's a, there's camaraderie within the group. Um, there was a, that, um, Moreno crossed for Robertson and Collins headed it clear. And then as Robertson's running, running back, Moreno's just giving, uh, Robertson a little pat saying, nice one. And that's two guys who, who, who are competing for the same place, but they're happy for each other as well. And that yeah. tells you something about the spirit within the camp. Um, I know Gag said something on, uh, the UP pod this week. Um, cheeky little plug there for, uh, if you're not subscribing for AI Pro, please look at doing so. Um, seamless. about absolutely yeah, seamless. And he was, um, he was saying about Virgil van Dyke. He was going up to each individual scorer after everybody had celebrated with him. And that's something that, you know, is, just stands out. It's just these little things going around the, the happiness between the front three and then everybody joining in. There's, there's no ego within that group. There's not one ego. They've, they've got one common purpose right now and that's winning football games. Yeah. Well, if the, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of egos, but they, they have, as you say, they've submerged them for the, for the, for the greater good. And there is very, there does seem to be very much a, an evident team mentality there. I mean, um, yeah, actually, maybe you're right. Maybe there aren't that many egos. When you think about the guys who are involved in slapping Nivy on their chops uh, for advertisements, I mean, it's, you know, you're meeting two veg postman Milner and stuff like that. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not any big time Charlie. So maybe you're right. Carl, I'm going to just read something to you here, which I, I, this strikes me now as a guy who's absolutely reveling in things starting to go right. This is our manager after the game the other day. And he says, the best thing of all was our counter pressing. It was so difficult for West Ham to deal with. You cannot come through all the time with each pass or offensive situation. But if you don't come through, then win the ball back. And I really loved how the crowd reacted in those moments. We're getting used to it. It's like a quarter goal. Win the back end. Come on, try again. Chip the ball here. Pass the ball there. We had a really nice football moments. And I'm happy about that. Now, in his endearingly, um, uh, grammatically dodgy English there, you get a real feel for a guy who's celebrating his team, his crowd, his home stadium, sort of coming together in the way that he's always kind of wanted. Yeah, and um, and he loves the tackle. But I, I really like that about the yoga club. He celebrates tackles. He goes mad when, when they go in. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. I really, really like that. I, I, I want managers to like tackles. Um, not not just the pretty stuff and, you know, the 40-yard goals or anything like that. Because um, that's what fans like as well. And and we, we need that. We need full buy-in from everyone. This is a very special team we've got at the moment. Um, I still think we need a few more people to 
you know, to, to, to draft in. I keep thinking, you know, Tottenham brought in Wanyama and we had Grewich on the bench in May. So, you know, we need to, you know, look, look at things like that. But it, it needs full buy-in. This is this is a team that, that's got the, the potential to go somewhere. Adam Lallana can't get in the Liverpool team. Adam yeah. Lallana would be a starter for most teams. He just would, though, wouldn't he? If you play for Arsenal, he'd play. You see, if people are going to say that, Aaron Ramsey's a better player than Adam Lallana. Not me. No, no, I agree with that. And, but, um, but well, right yeah. now, who are Arsenal? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Gary Neville's a big fan, apparently. Um, yeah, I've heard but, that, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I haven't heard, I didn't see the game, but I haven't heard it, but, but I, I listened to the Times podcast today and uh, Gavin Markoffi read, <laughs> read out a transcription of the Coventry. Oh, God, it was brutal. It really was. Yeah, um, he's got like players walking around on the pitch. He don't walk on the pitch at Wembley. He's absolutely right, though. I've, I've got yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I, I love um, going back to, to, to um, yesterday. I think me and Trevor talked about this a while ago. But Aaron Ramsey's performance at Anfield in the four 0 against Arsenal was just one of the most mesmerisingly poor performances I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry, we've got off topic there. <laughs> That's always good. It's always good. Yeah. If we're, if we're... It was, was that the same Aaron Ramsey in that game who was too busy talking to the bench while Liverpool was, were attacking was, and, uh, and about to score or something? He, he, he was arguing with Oxley Chamberlain at the time. And they just while well, Lithuania well, Armani's just running up behind and going, hello, just literally just waving in his face. I'm just going to go here now and put Firmino in. Yeah. Me. So, no, but um, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere's kicked in a bit. I didn't go on Saturday, but I, I, I've been told the atmosphere was a bit better. Than it normally is, and it's, it's easy to see why because we're we're knocking in four fives and sevens these days. Mm. You know that that means a lot. You know, I mean, even the Tottenham game we scored in ninety seconds, and they're not bad. You know, we scored in ninety seconds against them. So seeing people, as, seeing yeah, seeing as you've brought it up there, because the last time that we were, you know, knocking in fours and fives and sevens was was on this man's watch, and it's it's Brendan Rodgers, and you've you've brought up Arsenal there, and I'm curious because I, I you know, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that 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 warrants a moment's discussion, primarily because it's so divisive, and we can sh- we can be assured that no matter what we say, there'll be certain listeners here will be, uh, you know, spitting chips at their at their dashboards as they drive to work listening to us or uh, or as they have. Actually, I've this have it confirmed that I am I've got no work tomorrow. So, uh, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Unlucky everybody else, uh, and thank God I work in the public sector. It's wonderful. Uh, so uh, there, there you go. So I, I'm I, I'm going to leave you to talk amongst yourselves in a couple of minutes because I'm going to get a beer, and I'm not even joking about that. But before we do that, before we before we do that, I wanted I wanted to ask you, Cam, I'll start with you. Just a quick take. This uh, uh, rumored um, interest of Arsenal's, uh, you've seen the the horrible stuff um, from some of the more uh, ugly elements of the Arsenal fan base towards uh, Wenger. No matter what you think of him, the man deserves some respect um, from his own fan base, surely. Um, but uh, what do you think? What sort of fit would Brendan Rodgers be at Arsenal? Just quickly, cons- he's 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 been a massive part of our recent history, so I'm just curious to see what you think. Um. As for the Arsenal fan who um, displayed that disgusting behaviour to us on Wenger, I just want to say, fucking do one. You're fucking yeah. knobhead. And you're the fucking dickhead who, who, who doesn't deserve to um, even be, literally be supporting a wonderful institution of Arsenal Football Club. Um, they, that was just outrageous. And nobody deserves to be on the end of that. So, um, yeah, you can fuck off. Um, 
uh, as for Brendan Rodgers for Arsenal, um, I, I, I really enjoyed Brendan Rodgers as, as a Liverpool manager until it all went wrong after Luis Suarez went and he just, he just seemed to be completely devoid of how to get any, anything out of the football team. And it went very stale very quickly for me with Brendan. Um, um, so I don't think even after what he's done at Celtic, he's, he warrants the position at Arsenal Football Club based on what, you know, um, it's not really, I don't think you'd do well there. You don't, uh, you don't. No. So you, 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 so it comes, it comes down to you think he's, um, maybe got a little bit of an exalted reputation because you think, do you buy into the thing that he was kind of fortunate with the players at Liverpool that an awful lot of people have said that? I, he was fortunate, but then he he was still responsible for getting as much out of those players as he could as well. Uh, he had to do the, he, you know, he had to do the coaching. He had to pick the team. He had to set up the formations. You know, um, a manager does have a, a big say in how the team performs as well. But then he also, yeah. like I say, he also, as soon as Suarez left, it, it, he lost so much with Suarez going. And I think it's not that he found his level. He, he, he didn't react well to, to how to cope with no Suarez. And I haven't seen, I haven't, I don't watch the Scottish Premiership. Um, all I, all I know is Celtic are by far and away the strongest team. And they're going to win that league every year, year in, year out. So it's not anything to judge what Brendan has done. Well, I think what Brendan would need to do is come back to, say, a mid-table English Premier League team and prove prove his worth that way. Stoke. And then, yeah, Stoke. Really? Why, 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 though? Why not? Why, why is he not worth a go? This is what I don't get. I know an awful lot of people have, have issues with him. I know there's the, uh, there's the, 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 the conce- you know, conceptually at least he's, a, he's, uh, got issues around, um, his own self-worth, let's say. Um, I, I put all that to one side. It's huge amounts of managers have that. Uh, you know, he's gone up, he's gone up north and yeah, you only beat what's in front of you, but you know, he's, he's, it, it's, it's setting records and all that. You could say maybe that his European record is kind of maybe more of a reflection of where they truly are. But then again, it could be a, 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 fun- a factor or a function of the fact that there is limited, uh, competition for them up there as well i don't know i i don't know if i buy into this idea uh carl it's it's an interesting suggestion from cam it's it's it, it's it's probably by far the most common one that if he used to come back in the premier league he kind of needs to earn his spurs with somebody and, and 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 show that he can do it uh before he gets back into a big club like he had before do you, you, i heard you kind of uh, concurring with that did i well but first thing i'd like to say is i'm trying to recall the episode of parkinson where Michael went off to get a beer during the interview. I don't recall that happening. Um, <laughs> I'm just off to get a can from the fridge, Mr. Ali, he told him in 1970. <laughs> talk, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, don't, don't mind me. Talk, talk Ronnie, Ronnie Hazelhurst Orchestra is just going to play me in while... Uh, well, you know what? You know what? The difference is with Parky, he could have had Billy Connolly or fucking um, <laughs> or, or Muhammad Ali to go off on one there. I've asked you guys to talk amongst yourselves for two minutes, and you seem to be unwilling to do it. <laughs> no, no, that, that's because we don't often see the host scurry away from the back of his fridge to get the coldest one he can find. But, this, um, 
This is what happens when I tell you I've got a day off. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what it is, Cam, don't you? It's bloody Mulby. He's, he's, he's got Mulbyitis. That's what it is. Yeah, I've gone big time now. You're right. He's, gone big, he's, he's big time Charlie now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. On, you should be playing for You should be playing Give me your Brandon take. Your Brandon take. He's, he's actually on, he's actually on a throne at the moment, just casting out questions amongst <laughs> people. Um, so the Brendan thing, I, I think, I think Arsenal will, that, that would be too strange a move for me because Brendan struggles with defences and he always struggled with defences and Arsenal's biggest problem is a defence. So I don't see that. I, yeah. I think, I think he'd move back. He'd be to do better to move back to a mid table team because Celtic's not really a manager's job. It's a caretaker's job because they're going to win everything anyway. And it's no real test. And I've got no problem with him being there. And I'm not slagging off Celtic or anything like that, but it's a completely different attitude to the one. He's, he's basically going to have to come to Arsenal, win things immediately because he's going to have to do that. And he's going to have to manage people like, you know, Lacassette and, you know, Aubameyang and, uh, and, and, and people like that. And, you know, it's, I just think Arsenal needs something more than that, to be honest. I, I keep saying, all, I've got loads of Arsenal friends, and I keep saying to them all the time, you are the most confusing football club I have ever seen in my life, because I don't know what you want. You've got so much verb and pat, you've got the ground, you've got all the money, you've got fantastic striking options, and you've got possibly the shoddiest work midfield I've ever seen. Granite Jacker, dear me. And I don't do you, think. Do you know? Do you know what's confusing me, Carl? Just as I listen to this, I'm not sure where your whether your affection is more for your mates who are Arsenal supporters or Brendan, who used to be a Liverpool manager, and it wouldn't be nice experience for him because he'd be out of his depth. I I feel like you're veering more towards uh, Arsenal don't deserve Brendan rather than the other way around. I I just I I just think it's a bad match. I I don't yeah. see what one would bring to the other. I really don't because Arsenal needs steel and Brendan's very good at putting lots of ten, number 10s on the pitch and playing nice triangles. And they already do that. Mm. So I, I don't know what they are. And mostly because I get violent threats on Twitter when I mention Brendan Rodgers. So I'm being as diplomatic <laughs> as I possibly can. I'm actually well, sold now on Brendan being Arsenal manager. Yeah, well, you know... It, it, because it, if, it, if it drags them down even further, maybe that's not a bad thing. Isn't it time for Hodgson? Isn't it time for <laughs> Roy? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Can, can I say a, a, a shout to, um, to Sean Cummins here on Twitter, um, who put up the fantastic coverage of Roy Hodgson in the press conference trying to put headphones on. I implore you to find it. Oh, Honestly, I, I could, I, I could, um, I'll, I'll, re, I'll, I'll go into Sean's account and I'll retweet it again. But I, I, I said on Monday, it was four hours before my Monday night Taekwondo class started. And I could have easily sat there for four hours and just watched Roy Hodgson on a continual loop trying to put his headphones on. It's amazing. He even oh, puts them on where, where the bar thing is under his chin rather than <laughs> the top of his head. It's fantastic, honestly. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. That that's that that's that's basically now. Not only do I have a day off tomorrow, but now I can celebrate <laughs> and have my beer and watch that repeatedly as well. This is this is working out. Everything's coming up, Trev. You're not going to get anything uh, done at all, Trev. Can you go and do this? I'm sorry, I've only got an hour to go with this. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Can't help you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get through some things because Jesus, lads, we love talking nonsense about football and um we we i had some scheduled some scheduled non-football stuff to talk 
about. But I, I want to get to a couple specifically of questions that were asked by 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 a couple of people that uh, I had asked about uh, to to help us out. Um, but before that, just one little segue thing into this uh, final part of the show. I saw. Um, tell me you witnessed this. <coughs> the first ever legitimate uh, and to be celebrated half and half scarf. Did you see this during the week? Uh, is this the Liverpool one? Liverpool and Liverpool reserves. I yeah, that, 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 oh, that's, right. that's from Hat Cap Scarf with the badge um, on yeah. uh, on Walton Brett Road. Tremendous. Uh, yeah. Great work from the lads because, you know, not only, not only Mick, does it. His, name, his name's Mick. He's a fantastic man. Well, fair play to him because not only does it nick into a current a current idea uh, that's you know very topical, but also uh, echoes back to Shankly as well. I thought that's that's some clever stuff. Fair play to him. So that's hat scarf for a badge, then, yeah. Yeah, um, um, I'll put the link up after this. But yeah, I mean, I mean, most people know where they are anyway. But um, uh, I saw him on the day of the Tottenham game, and every time I see him, he keeps saying to me, "No, Carl, there's no Ray Kennedy shirt yet." So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to change one day, hopefully. Yeah, he needs to get on top of that. Uh, yeah. Cam, Cam, I know that you uh, have been sort of AWOL for various reasons and not available to do things. I wonder if your busyness kept you away from the idea uh, that we've all had to deal with. It was a very a very tormenting and troubling time that we had to live with during the week when um, KFC uh, closed down um, primarily uh, because of a lack of uh, supplies and uh, it was. It made the national news, and again, I know you probably were too busy to be aware of this. No, but I, I noticed it. I noticed there were this. there were some very, very, very sad stories. You know, like um, you know, those kind of really they tug at your heartstrings. And you had outraged women saying, "I had to go to Burger King." Well, <laughs> so, well, uh, during my little hiatus, um, I actually managed to go to KFC and get a nice uh, chicken zinger burger. Oh, so, you, so basically, you were you were you were smugly you were smugly enjoying KFC when when all the uh, the acolytes in in Britain were were suffering. It was a sad day. It was a sad uh, story. Yeah, it was it was very nice as well. I must admit. And well, uh, I was you. Sat, and like you say, I was very smug. Is that the, is that the type of thing you've been indulging in food wise lately? Because if it is, yeah, unfortunately, uh, well, it's, it's we, been we, a mess. It's we have to. We, 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 this leads us straight into. Um, uh, uh, an, an issue that we have to we have to we have to address because when I said um, listen would anyone like to ask you boys any questions unsurprisingly unsurprisingly there was a, a, a kind of a, a common theme that came up um, and uh, our our friend Justin um, wondered what you do to evaluate proper pant sizing and width and I'm assuming now if you've been on the KFC lately you may have to adjust your uh, your um, tight trues a little bit. Yeah, the belt notch has gone the wrong way. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I, I won't be buying any. Oh, well, I was going to say I won't be buying any new clothes um, because I might end up getting sizes way too big. Um, because yeah, I have put on a few pounds. So um, how do I uh, assess it going forward? Um, we, you know, as as Nina said, go to the kids section. But even that's out of the question <laughs> now, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, I can completely, I can completely get behind this because as a fellow who sort of, um, you know, goes out of his way to not be a complete bag of bones and, and a heap, I try to, you know, 
take some effort to look after myself, like some effort at least. And I get, I get that, I get abuse then off people for buying shirts that are a bit smaller, a bit fitter or whatever, because, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with the fact that I'm not rolling around the place. So I do understand the idea of buying the sizes that are, you know, complimentary to show that you have uh, actually put in a bit of effort this week. But basically, you stay on the KFC, man, and those tight trues are going to be an issue. So we need to get uh, – we will revisit that topic. But speaking of uh, Miss Kowser, she actually asked a question, and Carl, I'm going to come to you with this one. She was wondering, do any of us have any weird phobias? And Nina got us kicked off, to be fair, when she said that she freaks out at onion roots, which is quite the most specific and weird one that I've uh-huh. ever heard of. Yeah, she reckons it's got something to do with um, shitty school dinners when she was a kid. Um I'm wondering, do, do, do you have any specific phobias? Well, firstly, what school is she going to where they feed you onion roots? <laughs> I think they were in soup or something. I think oh, she, good I think God, she said it was soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Manchester thing, honestly. It, it, must, must, be. Be. it, it must be, yeah. Yeah. What she said was shitty school dinners I had to endure for a week as a kid because my dad couldn't be arsed to make my packed lunch. It wasn't soup at all. So I don't know where the onion roots are coming in, but they're obviously, they've, they've stayed with her, God love her. So I'm wondering, what about you? Is there anything that, that sticks out a mile for you as, as a phobia, something you won't, you can't go near, you can't deal yes, with? Yes, there is. There's a big what's, one. And um, basically, my job, I'm a fundraising manager for the largest cardiovascular charity in the country, without the name, but I'm sure you know what it is now. Uh, in fact, I'm that, what is that? Is, 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 do you know what that is there? I've just, do you know what that is? That's a no-look clang. It yeah. is. It is. It's a yeah. no-look clang. It is. You've, you've invented something there, my friend. That's wonderful. Okay, sorry, progress. Go, I'm, go I'm very, pl- very pleased with that. Yeah, um, I was telling Ray Kennedy that the other day. Uh, I was, um, <laughs> and p- part of my, part of my job is I steward people who are running fundraising events where, of course, you have lots of balloons and I go to these events, uh, and sometimes I'll have to blow up 40, 50 balloons. I hate balloons. Can't touch them. Can't go near them. Uh, they're revolting things. And this is a, this is a condition called globophobia. And it's actually no, quite no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this real? You're not winding yeah. us up. Yep. Hate balloons. Absolutely hate them. You you don't mean balloons that are attached to clowns from it or something. You just mean balloons. Balloons. The things that explode. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Cam, is it just me or can you relate in any way to this? It's quite no, common. I can't is relate it? to it. Not balloons. Globophobia. But is it, is it the touch of it? You know, some people it's, can't stand t- touching it's, certain it's things. It's the texture. Okay. And it's the okay. fact that if you okay. blow them up, they, they, they bloody explode, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all right, man. You'll it's be really okay. Strange. I, I was in, um, uh, I, I was at work once, this was about 15 years ago, and um, there was balloons in your office. Every time it's someone's birthday, people put balloons all around the desk and stuff like that. And I, I was walking a big circle around it. And what one of the girls who I got on very well with said to me, Oh, Carl, you just have to get over it. Just get over the whole thing. They can't hurt you. I said, Okay, how would you feel if I put lots of dead rats hanging from the ceiling over your desk tomorrow? <laughs> and she went, Well, no, that'd be revolting. I went, Well, they can't hurt you. It's the same bloody thing. That's a good shit. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's, 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 it's the thing that bugs you. It's the thing that bugs you. It's, it's a new one on me, which is why I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm a bit thrown by it, but that's interesting. And it's actually, you're not making up globophobia. Look, globophobia, so. yeah. Okay, I'm going to look that up. That's really wow. interesting. Cam, any, 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 uh, phobias yourself? No, not, not really. Uh, well, you're just, you're, you, 
You're just well hired, basically, is what you're telling us. You're just well hired. No, no, I'm a, I'm a proper wimp. Don't worry about that. Well, then, well, here, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at you. To I'm, I'm thinking bears in a forest. Um, <laughs> that's not a phobia. That's just, that's just common sense. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the last one of the night, then, which is actually from producer guy. He says, "What would be your ideal carrier bag on Ready Steady Cook?" Um, oh, I, nice. I, oh, I, 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 I got. I, I have to go ahead and admit that I don't know what this question is about, but both of you seem to know what it's about. So I know I'm roughly, roughly what it's about. I know roughly what it. You, you, you had four or five things you'd bring in to cook or something. Oh, okay, so basically, it's what's in the bag. Is it goes? Yeah, you, you choose what goes in the bag. Ah, there he goes. He's confirmed it. He's looking for the yeah. contents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many items can you have? Did you say four or five items for ready, steady think, cook? Is it? I think it's something like that. I mean, I haven't watched it for years. Okay, we'll go for it. Give it was me Ainsley, wasn't it? Was it Ainsley who was the cook? Okay, yeah. Ainsley, Harry. Okay, now it's coming back to me. Okay, yeah. so go for it. What's, what, what are you pouring out of that bag on the day? Right. Um, I Ainsley like what? onion. I like onion. I like tomato. Okay. Um, so you've got no, no, Nina's not joining you for dinner. So, okay, that's that's clear. Right, go ahead. Well, the onion roots. Big fan of onion roots. Plenty of them. Yeah, on, loads of onion roots. Yeah, loads of onion roots, definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> the core of the, the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, nice. yeah, go uh, a little bit of chicken I'm yeah. assuming that the spices are already there okay. um, I, um, would I need some herbs with that maybe uh, I don't know I'm not, I'm not a cook um, do, do, you know, you not, do you not do you not cook at all this is this seems to be I, really I, 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 I make a mean omelette I do I must admit I make a really good you know like a Spanish omelette put, put a bit of filling in there so I'm yeah. really good with the omelettes um we should, talk, we should talk about this offline. Big, <laughs> fan of, big, big fan of an omelette, mate. Big fan. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I must admit, I do make a good omelette. My kids love, love it if I say, right, I'm going to make an omelette. Do, do you ever include potato in your omelettes? Yeah, yeah. I could put potato in there. Put, yeah. I, Chicken, I put, ham. Anything, in a Spanish omelette, you could put anything. Chili, yeah, flakes, chili flakes. Chili flakes. Chili yeah. flakes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. No, I, just put, I, I just put chili in there. Um, listen, you're, you're, I'm quite the omelette guru as well. So we, we, you're right. This is a bigger conversation. Let's get, let's, let's come back to this. Uh, uh, well, all right. Then my bag is going to be eggs. Yeah. Potatoes, onions, tomatoes. You're making an omelette. Okay. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. Peas. Carl, Carl I, I, I am, I am going to tie a little balloon to the side of your plate. <laughs> but, uh, there goes my diet. My diet's What's what's it, what, what's it, what's in your bag, man? What are you going to? What's your go-to signature dish if you have to make one? Well, I've never made it, but um, today is Global Scouse Day. Ah, lovely. So, so I should um, be making Scouse, but um, uh, the veggie Scouse option, blind Scouse, it's called. Um, but no, I wouldn't do that. I do like a chili. I do make a chili. I do use my um, slow cooker a hell of a lot. So uh, I'd, uh, I like the onions and tomato thing. That, that's always always strong for me. I really like peas. Big fan of the pea. In, in, in either guys, it's, it's, it's garden or marrow fat. I'm, I'm either way with that. Uh, peas in an omelette works, incidentally. But I do like a spag bol. So I'd, uh, I'd put some um, uh, veggie mince in there and uh, uh, a bit of, bit of sweet corn, maybe. Well, plenty of garlic. 
That's this. This is. Uh, I. I think I'd be safe enough coming around both of your gaffs for a meal. Well, in, in my bag, uh, guy, just to answer your question, is bread like everyone else in Ireland because I've stolen <laughs> the bread out of the supermarket, and also beer, which I'm gonna have now because the lads won't let me because they bullied me out of having it on air. So we will be. That's basically yeah, beer and bread. What else does anyone want really? Uh, and on that really really uh, dodgy note, we will leave things for this. Uh, bizarre and enjoyable episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Look, I don't want to talk outside of school, but I recently did have a chat with Gags about the show. And like an untrustworthy out of contract footballer, I did pledge my loyalty to the host chair for the foreseeable future. But I do want to ask you one thing, uh, listeners. Uh, on this free show, there are no requests for anything from you at all. However, Cam and Carl and I, like the needy sods that we are, are very anxious to grow the show beyond its current w- gratifyingly massive weekly listenership. And to that end, I will implore you to uh, maybe get some people involved. We want to involve you more. Uh, we will be asking you to get involved in different ways from now on that we haven't done in the past. And we'd also like you to tell other Reds, maybe retweet, drop the name of the show and the link on Facebook, all that good stuff. Next week, we will return in the wake of the Anfield clash against Rafa's Reds, uh, Rafa's Reds, Rafa's Magpies, and the second leg against Porto. We will have two games to talk about. So just before we finish up, um, I want to thank the lads for another great show. Uh, Cam and Carl, I know you people love listening to them, and it's nice to have the uh, team back. We will have lots of footy to distract us from the true topics of the show that we like to get towards at the end uh, next week. Uh, things like the voice of foodstuffs and onion roots. But in the interim, what I want you to do is wrap up warm, ring in sick, be kind to your fellow Reds, and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.